Hello. Hello. Hello and welcome back to Industry Tactics. I'm your host, Friendly Rich, and on the podcast today, Toronto's very own Steve Sledkowski from the band Pup. Uh, hardworking guy. He really gets into it. He talks about practice. Wait till you hear that analogy of getting a fish hooked. Here it is now, my conversation with Steve Sledkowski. Sniffy, but sniffy. It's, I was making vinegar chicken uh, the other day, so I guess I got some leakage. Some leakage. We're in the kitchen of Steve Sledkowski. Did I get the pronunciation? You got right? it. You nailed yeah. it. Thank you, Steve. Yeah. And it's a pleasure to be here drinking coffee and beat. I'm having a coffee. You're having a bar. Uh, no, no. It's a it's a club mate. Mm. Germany's finest caffeinated beverage. Shit! Right, an yeah. a, a, a toasted Germany. Yes. You oh, know it I, well. Yeah, I thought that was bar. No, 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 no. It's I haven't had dinner Shit. yet, man. Come on. Okay. <laughs> good man. Good man. Good man. Yeah. That's exciting. And thank you for opening up your kitchen. Of course. Yeah. It's quiet, right? I'm That's what we needed. I'm drinking coffee out of the ding dong mug. Your dog Jane just she's, was here, and now she's snuck around the corner. Yes, she's seeing Brooke off. I think. Ah. Welcome to Industry Tactics. Thank you for having me. I'm delighted. We're going to talk about all kinds of things. Oh, man. Um, but you, none, none of this has been preordained. I don't know what's coming. No, no. It, it, it's ordained, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, no, I want to... Let's crack the skull. Okay. We're going to go up a couple of levels in our in our video game, searching for all the answers and yeah. how, how to navigate this silly industry. It's a strange one. It's very strange. What do you go by? Uh wow, me personally? Sure. Guitarist? N- nice. Sure. What how uh, how old are you, Steve? I if am, you don't mind me uh, asking. I am 29. You're you're born you're just a kid with a dream. Yeah. What what when were you born? I was born on 420 1988. Holy cow. Uh, April 20th. Yeah. Those are good numbers. Yeah. Uh, so that makes you what a Taurus? Uh, apparently on the cusp. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, uh uh, I grew up very close to where we are now in the junction. Okay. Um, uh, and uh, kind of split. Not bad, right? Beautiful. I can make an Americana. It's a beautiful coffee. Um, I, I grew up uh, initially here, and then uh, my parents are divorced, so I split my time between uh, this neighborhood uh-huh. and um, uh, Little Portugal. Okay. Also in the West End. Uh, but back when Little Portugal was Portuguese. Uh, when it's not as much now, it's yeah. more you know the restaurants and oh yeah, it's and the galleries changed. and stuff. Um, 
your parents still alive and with yeah, us? Yeah, yeah, they both and are uh, yeah. in Toronto. Yeah, good, good. Yeah. And your dad, unfortunately, has the tenants. He's got tenants. Sort of hear about that. <laughs> he's not, he's he is not, a landlord. He is a landlord. Okay. Uh, yeah. And you were out there shoveling the other day. That's, out there that's, shoveling, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's one of the nice things about uh, I guess w- what we do is that if you do have spare time to do such things as help family, you you can as long as you manage your time properly, right? Siblings? Do you sibling? No, no siblings. The, the lone Sladkowski and a yes. beautiful. You, you seem like you you'd be a great son. <laughs> Oh, I is don't it, know. Is, is, if we interview your father, what's your father's name? Uh, my dad's name is Len. I uh, met Len. You did meet I Len. I met him at the show. You would have met him at the Danforth, yeah. <sighs> I wish I could have asked him. Len, this is a good kid. He's a very proud dad. He's got, he I'm was. Not, I, that came yes, across. Yeah. That came across. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't very rebellious, all things considered. But, like, you know, my dad liked The Clash. Okay. And, like, liked The Rolling Stones. And my mom liked reggae and like so i kind of got all, like all the music that would have like pissed off someone else's parents my parents just sort of they were they were had in their record you. collection yeah, yeah. so there was not a lot to rebel against i only got in trouble if i didn't get good marks and if i got good marks then i was able to kind of say things like i want to study music in university and have them not laugh at me <laughs> beautiful man yeah. this is exciting to hear yeah um, and where'd you go to high school? Let's see. I went to high school at Humberside Collegiate Institute, which is right around the corner from okay. here. Wow. Yeah. And that's where you met the guys in the band? And that's where I met a couple of the, uh, Nestor, our bass player, yeah. uh, and Zach, the, the drummer, and Pup. Uh, the three of us okay. have known each other since 2002. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Humberside Collegiate. Yeah. Okay. HCI. And, uh... And what was that like? Was it good? Yeah. I. You know, it's funny. I, I look back, like, we're real busy now, I guess, but... Yeah. Um, oh, excuse me. Um, a little bit, a little bit little of, bit of a mate, sauce coming through A little there. mate burp. <laughs> um, uh, I, I think about how much I did in high school, and it, it's yeah. wild. Uh, yeah. You know, I played cello. So I played cello initially. Here we go. Let's get into it. Um, yeah, played cello, started in grade four. Four That's how you cello? came to music. Yeah. Grade four playing cello. Yeah. Um, Teacher? No, no, no. In, in school, yeah. Like Every your... school that I went to had oh. a music program. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Annette Public School, which is also just right there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I played cello. I think probably because I could sit down. <laughs> the whole I was like, well, there's no one's going to make me stand up if I play the cello. Uh. Um, so, you know, as any musician, laziness inherently. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, played so played cello all through uh, high school to a point where I almost wanted to study in university, um, and then picked up the guitar around the year two thousand. Just sort of what? What? So you're coming out of high school? You picked up the guitar? No, in two thousand. So in grade seven, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, my math is bad. So no, it's we're okay. doing eighty-eight plus two two thousand less the two on the eighty-eight makes him twenty-two. Did I get that? Me? Right now? No. When, when, I, when I started playing guitar. guitar. No. no, that was wrong. Grade 7. 2002. You're 8 years old. Yeah, so I was f- I was 14, oh, I think. for fuck's sakes. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> 88, okay. 2002 is 14. It's 14 He's, years. It, the, he did the math much better than I just You know did. why I can do math so quick? Well, how? Professional basketball. I like basketball. I love you. Remind me, we're going to we'll talk gonna about do, that. Put a little pin up yeah. when we have some good topics here. Sports is one of them on my list. Yes. 
to ring through um, with you. But yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. So cool. I was playing the cello for you know three or four years, and I thought that was really cool. And, Classical stuff, or uh, yeah, just like whatever was put in front of us in music class. You know. Okay. Uh, didn't really study privately. Okay. Um, uh, and I guess had a good ear. That's kind of okay. how I. You know, it was a little bit like Suzuki method from yeah. what I remember at the beginning. So Len was in there with you? No, 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 no. It was just Suzuki like, uh, like, like in, in the in the actual music class in, right. in my like elementary school. Okay, and then, got it, got it. Yeah, I kind of got into, you know, like like your rock and roll, your Pearl Jam and your, your Nirvana and all that sort of stuff okay. around grade seven, grade eight. And yeah. that's when I picked up the guitar. Okay. Uh, took a couple of private guitar lessons and then kind of taught myself um, and then did kind of both all throughout and also played sports in high school. There's a lot. It's a very demanding. What? Feels like to be in high school. Oh, okay. Like I was going to like finish that sentence just this life. It's no, no. Demanding. I mean, well, life yeah, is demanding you, you too, were, but you were really into a lot, I had a lot of shit, going on. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. But um, you were a good kid. You were pretty it sounds like to me like you were pretty inspired. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I just like I always enjoyed music. Um and uh, yeah. yeah, it just sort of like. When did you? When did you kind of go? I want to do this post secondary in a. Mm. So you went to university to study music. I did. Yeah. Okay. Um, I knew uh, that about you. Yeah. So I had been playing in a band with Zach and Nestor as well, who I met when I was in grade nine. Uh, just like kind of every week, we didn't really play a lot of gigs. It was just like okay. a bunch of dudes writing songs. We always wanted to play gigs, but. It, it it wasn't a priority, which is kind of cool. In a yeah, way, right? yeah, like, right. Like there yeah. were the handful of gigs you could get back when the big bop and the reverb was happening okay. on Queen Street, yeah. Queen and Bathurst. There, uh-huh. um, you know, you could get like the Sunday afternoon, like eight band bill, and every band is a ska band. And... Is this the life for you? <laughs> and here we are. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yada yada yada. Eight uh, bands later. Yeah, every exactly. Night. Yeah, um, yeah, and I guess it just kind of got to the point where I got a little bit. Um, my, my stepdad, uh, my mom is remarried, uh-huh. and my stepdad was a, a jazz guy and kind of got into jazz. And, you know, that's sort of how I discovered Miles Davis and stuff. And I was like, oh, cool, and took some lessons at the Royal Conservatory when I was like 17, 16, uh-huh. 17, to kind of learn a little bit. And, um, yeah, uh, found that Guelph had a program that, that seemed pretty, you know, I'm not like one of these U of T guys. I didn't have it early on. Like, Loving this. Um that's important. Yeah. So I went, um, nothing against the U of T guys, because some of my best friends have gone to that or, school. Or, and, or having it whenever you have it. Yeah. But you didn't have it early on. Yeah. So I, I kind of like really learned how to read music for guitar kind of in the couple of years of high school, like before I went to university. Yeah. And auditioned and played, you know, uh, like Autumn Leaves probably and... Uh, a Latin tune to get in and got in at Guelph and was really lucky to kind of on electric then yeah on electric guitar yeah so it was kind of and I wasn't sure in high school what I was going to do because you know I had I was by the time I graduated I was playing kind of the the Bach solo cello stuff and was like okay I could probably audition somewhere with the the cello stuff and, and be all right uh, but it just didn't, my heart wasn't in classical music the same way that it was in kind of, in kind of like rock and roll and pop and, and, and jazz by extension. So and that that's, stuff and that was, guitar. 
you were playing some of that stuff too on the side with yeah yeah i was playing just bandmates. in bands and, yeah. and you know the the junction at the time had an open mic that uh right. derek downham from the beauties the drummer right and, and musician yeah. around town yeah. um was Shout running out. yeah oh i mean one of the formative local toronto influences uh in my life i think um him awesome and, Dave awesome. Bedini was a friend of my mom's and keep on going down the road. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love and, this. Uh, uh, yeah, so there's a little bit of that West End Toronto wow. uh, mafia thing. <laughs> oh yeah, is that, okay, good. Keep um, on. This is great. Yeah, and so that's fun to so, know. Yeah, I was sort of like moonlighting, just going, you know, underage into bars and and kind of playing guitar for whomever. Is Bedini and down like they're being pretty supportive of all this? Yeah, right? they've been cool. They've been really, really cool. And you know, I get a message from Derek every once in a while, or see him around. You know, yeah, how nice. Reconnected with John Showman recently, who I haven't, oh, yeah. haven't seen, who's really, really an amazing fiddle player. You know, and I, yeah. I got kind of into bluegrass, so I sort of had my f- my fingers in a lot of different areas. Uh, but Guelph kind of when I when I ended up auditioning for Guelph and um, kind of made sense. It kind of makes sense that I ended up there, given that it has like a very, it had a very fertile, it still has a very fertile indie rock scene. You know, think of people like Vish right. and stuff who I met in the Kazoo Festival there. And, right. Um, you know, Ajay and the, and the Jazz Festival, who I ended up doing work with um, there. And, and then I ended up meeting, you know, Joe and, and Ken Aldcroft and yep. uh, Ellen Waterman was there as well. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I kind of I kind of was in Guelph for a pretty like wacky time like were, were you in the what's it called the experimental yes, music yeah, is the, that what it's yeah, called the, the contemporary, uh, contemporary music, music ensemble yeah i was there with ellen with ellen yeah and then with joe so, so were you there for like by nothing day yep and were you part of a parade i i don't know if i had, was a part of it because like, I was in that maybe yeah. we met back. Then. I, I remember you did pictures of an exhibit at an exhibition one oh, year yeah. at the festival. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. I, I did some cool, work at the man. festival cool. there and was like right doing on, you know some DIY booking and stuff there as well. So oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was running a little venue with some some friends of mine, a friend of mine, Josh Dirksen, who I, yeah. uh, is working at a recording studio in, in Barry now. Right on. Um, and we were running a little venue that was doing improvised music and like film screenings and and all sorts of stuff and Guelph. Yeah, eh? what's yeah. In, what's in the water there? What's your know. theory on Guelph? Do you have a, a, a do you have a fond place in your heart for Guelph? Yeah, I do. I do. I think I think there's a really really strong community bond um, for for the arts there. So yeah, it's really easy to begin and kind of grow a project mm-hmm. out of nothing. There and I think there are a lot of really amazing musicians who are w- well regarded. I think of someone like Ben Grossman, yeah. you know, who who who's amazing and like played with like Oliver Schroer and like all these amazing, you know, um, Lorena McKetrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like tons of you know, uh, Hillside has been and, and and all these these institutions. Yeah, exactly. Right? That are and that yeah. are that are totally supported by the community and people yeah. do love to go see music. Whether yeah. it's you know the the. The cornerstone there, uh, the the vegan and vegetarian cafe has like a a folk uh-huh. like open jam through the winter months. Okay, I didn't and, know that. And there's all sorts of like really great community music. So and, there's and silence think, now. Yeah, silence. Yeah. And so silence kind of came out of uh, when Ben started it. What what yeah. I was doing, uh, I was doing a series there called the Improvised Music Series, and okay. the Guelph oh. Improvised Music Series. So uh, yeah, so I, I was kind of working a lot in that. Uh, world, you know, yeah. with the jazz festival and the improvised music and all that sort of stuff. 
Um, and then got the invite to join PUP right when I graduated. So I finished. So you finished a four-year degree, degree in music. Yeah, at the University of Guelph. Yeah. And Ken was your teacher that entire time. Ken was my teacher for privately for a while. Yeah. And for um, he he kind of came on just as I was finishing. Okay. So I, I studied guitar privately mostly with Ken in Toronto okay. when I moved back, oh. and, and a couple of times in Guelph privately while he was before there. you finished. Before, yeah, yeah okay. and then I was also with Howard Spring, who's an amazing. Okay. Um, Howard's an old head, but he's awesome. I don't know Howard. Uh, yeah. He he was. Uh, he had studied with Lauren Lofsky way, way back. Wow. Um, and was a York guy. Wow. Um, and was also a, a student of Bruno Nettles, like ethnomusicology. So I was also into that sort of side of things. Um, That's exciting. Yeah. And then uh, a guy from Humber named Andy Scott, who's like a hard bopper, um, who was who taught me a lot. Uh, yeah. Hard bop was never my, my thing, but but the guy could play. And the guy, you know, had a reverence for that sort of, that kind of history of jazz guitar that I think is uh, is important to have. Yeah. Um, are you are you when you look back on your music education, are you? Which thanks by the way for walking us through it sure. and all of these great influences and humans kind of coming into the picture and your parents in the background, and your your stepdad and people kind of feeding your interests. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of people come into it, but. Are you happy with your music education or I am. Were there gaps or were were there like you know like, I think at the time I, I was more frustrated by like perceived gaps. Okay. But in with the benefit of hindsight now. Yeah. Um I gained a lot of like critical skills and and general musicianship skills that like I can't play Charlie Parker solos note for note. Mm-hmm. But why would I want to? You know, whereas like I can, I I I have like a, a more Good foundational. Point. Sorry, I, a more a, fa- I, I was thinking through that. <laughs> yeah, I have I'm a like, more well, foundational. I have a more foundational kind of uh, building block approach to the guitar that that, uh, you know. So I, I like to to cherry pick and kind of find the in betweens and find some of the characters that, um don't really sit comfortably in one place. You know, so you cool. know, this is why I found out about people like. Like John Zorn, mm-hmm. and and you know, um, yeah, right on. Like like those sorts of people, and and you know, I, I came to minimalism from a a, a non classical music, you know, and I, that was just I, yeah. Guelph was an interesting program for that because there it wasn't very prescriptive. I I was kind of able to pick the tunes I wanted to play. I was yeah. able to kind of follow my own sensibility, and it was I, I was always pretty good at kind of hustling mm-hmm. and getting gigs and just kind of having that sort of blue collar working element that I think you need to have as a musician. Yeah. Nice. Um, nicely put. And that I don't think uh, it's hard to teach that. It's really hard to teach that. Um, and Guelph didn't have a lot of like um, inherent performance opportunity. So you had to go and get it if you wanted to play and you had to put a band together. So I had a working band all throughout university that would play weddings. We would do Thursday night, like funk covers we would do wow. we would do anything and it was just Who, the same that band? um anyone just I... a bunch of dudes none, yeah. none of whom really are, are in toronto i okay. think right now but uh, all guys who could really play i think dylan who played bass is studying to be a, like a music therapist now and, oh, and like 
Dan, the drummer, actually works in, uh, he was a food scientist, but with a minor in performance who is working for Bacardi, I think, the last I heard. And this is Guelph, too, though. Right? Yeah. This, this crossing disciplines kind yeah, of Yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of, I mean, my other, so mine was philosophy. I did did music, and then my minor was in philosophy. Um, yeah, nice. Yeah, and so, so I, I've always been able to kind of take from wherever I wanted uh, yeah. and and apply it to whatever situation I'm in. And that was one of the things that I learned really well at Guelph. So I'll use kind of jazz voicings and jazz yeah. theory to kind of get away with things in, in a punk rock setting that yes. kind of makes sense and kind of feels like I'm I'm sort of weaving some things together. Um, yeah, I that's hear one of my it. favorite things to I like to do. that. Yeah. I, I really like that. And I and I you told me that once and I, I kinda listen to you guys with that in mind, like knowing that like there's this secret like you're throwing a little bit of broccoli into the into the diet there yeah exactly will, right? like you're just you're trying to get away you and not get away with it but you're like that's really smart to me well, not, yeah. not that the idiom you're working at in deserves any let like you are being you're bringing you to the party and yeah. that's what's coming out right well, and i think I, it's great i think in a in a in a band in, in, in my opinion, in some of the most successful bands that aren't um, what I would call a dictatorship, uh-huh. you know, where it's sure. one person's sure. like radiant talent and vision, right. the, the more, and it's very hard, it's not easy to do, but the more complementary personalities you have yeah. and people who bring their own sensibility to it. If you can do that and, and have those distinct personalities without obscuring songs, I mean, that's that's kind of the goal, right? That's what you want is, yeah. is to have four, like each member of the band feels like a vital part of the organism. Yeah. But then the whole is more than the sum of its parts. Yeah. Yeah. It's special. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I'd like to talk a little bit about that too, because this idea about creating collaboratively is very much a la John Zorn. Mm. Uh, it's a pain right? in the ass though. It is a pain in the ass. <laughs> no, no, I can't, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, I'm with you, but that's a special thing when it when it sings and when it's able to shine and thrive. That's essentially like uh, putting an amplifier on a friendship. Like, yeah, right? exactly right. I mean, and and like the it's it's at this point now like the those three guys like I mean I mentioned yeah you know, one of my bandmates is getting married this weekend, but those three guys I've seen. I've been to twelve countries with, mm-hmm. and it's all been because of this music that we wrote in a basement at Jane and Bloor, like eating too much pizza pizza and like hanging out and, and drinking beer. Industry tactics. Yeah. Don't be knocking that pizza pizza. Yeah. I mean, hey, it's, you know, it's in a pinch. It'll do. It's heavy. <laughs> it fills. It um, expands. Yeah, exactly. You, you feel not great, but yeah. it's fine. That's um, really beautiful. That's charming, though, what you just walked us through there, that it took you on this massive journey. And I, you know... The thing about thinking about you guys is like, you know, the thing I admire the most is it touches on the the same thing I get when I listen to Rush, and I <laughs> I like and, that. Thank and you. I, I felt that when I was you know like last year at the Danforth Music Hall when you did those three nights sold out, very impressive. Strange, still feels very but, surreal. I yeah, bet it was surreal, but it had that vibe of like, oh man, because I've never seen well, I've seen Rush live, but not when they were like coming up and growing it had that buzz of like this is how it must have felt like and, it, and you guys have that friendship and that bond that's very 
for me runs parallel. I that that's a weird thing that I'm just bringing to the party. Yeah, oh, I, I know, but that. but Thank I love you. it. I love I. It's like, it's what I admire in those guys too, and there and now it goes deeper though. It's the work ethic too, all that stuff which I I see in your work. Well, I, I think that's it, right? Like especially, it's not. Um... Sorry to rush geek oh, on no. you, like just no, shelf that, but please. it's the it's the the essence of what you you guys are doing is. I spent the same six, thing. I admire. I spent know? sixty dollars on a three LP fiftieth uh, anniversary pressing of twenty one twelve earlier. All right, this year. cool. I just I just dove into it, yeah, but I just wanted fine. to make I'm, sure I'm there with you. I didn't give you a forewarning. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, like to speak to the point about work ethic, I guess like you yep. really need that, especially given kind of where we are now. It's not like people are buying records for yep. for guitar bands, really. Okay. And um it's not like it's not like a band dynamic in like a jazz or a classical music sense or you know where again there's a composer maybe mm-hmm. or or you know there's still like with your band mm-hmm. you're kind of writing the tunes mm-hmm. and you're still you rely on on uh, this Rolodex of musicians that you have mm-hmm. who who you know are kind of within your sensibility that can kind of fill things out. Yep. But it, it's it's still you've still written the tune the mm-hmm. changes and the melody and all the kind of mm-hmm. building block information is there uh, i think with us sometimes that happens mm-hmm. but for the most part it's very um collaborative to a, like to a point of almost like grinding neurosis where i love i love that but that's that's rock music right like yeah. like yeah. at the end of the day yeah. it's largely unwritten yeah and and just done in a room with people, you know, expressing their ideas well or poorly and and then trying to interpret those ideas in real time. You guys, um, so how is that actually? Like if we could t- talk briefly about the that process. Yeah. Is um, it usually the same or has it evolved? It's, it must have evolved. Yeah, but. so it's evolved a little bit now where early on I think a, a very um, – complete ideas were coming from Stefan. Stefan would have a song, he would okay. bring it in, they would kind of stay structurally as it was. Right. Um, and now, now we kind of are, are as about open-ended as you could be. Mm-hmm. So someone could bring something in and the structure is there. Um, you know, like uh, Stefan brought in a tune that I was working on uh, last night mm-hmm. where the tune was kind of written. The structure worked and, you know, we would, we'll play it, we'll run it down a couple of times, we'll mm-hmm. make a demo so our, our space is wired up to be yeah. almost constantly recording, essentially. Okay, great, great, great. That's... Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, one of the things we started talking about was like, okay, well, what's some way that we could spice this up or turn okay. it on its head and, you know, it goes yeah. to... So this is where the, like, jazz school thing comes in a little bit where, you know, there's the end of the second chorus ends on a four minor. Yeah. And I was like, well, let's treat that as a six uh-huh. of E flat. You know, like right. you're able to, and so then all of a sudden there's a key change for a guitar solo. And then okay. all of a sudden there's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're song doctoring it up a little bit. So there, there's, it. there's some of that. And you know, there's cool. other stuff that comes in where it's like very like shreds, uh, like a little pentatonic melody here that, that kind of is just sort of a natural hook uh-huh. that we then strip away the chords oh this is too cute sounding with major chords underneath let's see what we can do if we put it in a more kind of dirgy minor like there's like wholesale deconstruction of things and then rebuilding um 
And sometimes you just come in with with a part. You know, there's something I wrote yeah. for yeah. for this new record that we're still working on. Um, that was like a, a, just on slide guitar because I, I I was going through a slide guitar phase, which is like Great. I just wanted to play slide guitar. Great. And wrote this kind of like long form melody. You know, this mm-hmm. like 24, 30 bar melody. Right on. That right on is now like a, a guitar solo in the middle of they didn't start as a guitar solo it just started as like a chord progression and yeah. a little line yeah um that now in the middle of this song is a you know guitar solo so you guys are having fun yeah i think yeah. i mean i don't that's like, fantastic yeah. to hear the, these kind of and so you're working on a new record that's that's, that's on yeah. the go eh? so that's uh it, it, this is the thing about about us is like we get along and we're a little bit older just in terms of, yeah. of um, relative to uh, the music industry is like preying on youth. You know, we didn't start touring heavily uh-huh. until we were about 25. Okay. So, uh, which not that that's old, but you see people who, you know, sure. who are picked up when they're like, look at, again, this is maybe a strange comparison, but look at Justin Bieber. Look at how young he was. Yeah. There, There's no... We've all been in working bands and we've all failed a bunch of times already. <laughs> yeah, I like that. So like that. so now it's a lot easier to just sort of be like, I'm happy to treat this as a job. You know, we're in uh-huh. the jam space. When we're home, we'll take a, usually about a uh, anywhere, depending on how long we've been on the road yeah. consecutively, we'll take anywhere when we get home for like an extended period. Yeah. We'll take anywhere from a week to a month off. Yeah. And depending on when the next touring cycle starts again, yeah. we'll just get together and write. Yeah. Not necessarily with a goal in mind, uh, just and keep, not just keep the work going, yeah, right? And just to, it's like, it, in my opinion, you work so hard as a musician, and, yeah. and you you play for so long, and you slog for so long, and you're in different projects, and you do so much, yeah, and you're devoted to that life, and 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 you know, I almost like it's like a f- like you've been fish hooked, yeah. and it just hold like uh, you see your friends go faster and further, and you go a little bit slower because this this hook is always kind of holding on to you uh, and you've had that hook in you for so long that now all what's of a sudden the hook? wait what's the hook? music is the hook just music the, is the hook. that's the hook okay, right. i'm back i'm yeah, back sorry. i'm liking this analogy right so that that hook is in you yeah and, and all of a sudden a, it caught you in your gill yeah yeah so you it, if you're break. if you're the fish right i'm gill hooked yeah and so but now now someone's telling you actually that hook doesn't hurt it's good for you you just have to that's your uh, touch your, it every day yeah. right like okay like so you're hooked in you might as well embrace that swim and treat yeah, it yeah. yeah treat it like yeah. four like that's why we go four days a week when we're home right and working on stuff so because right you've I'm worked so that. long you've, yeah. you've been swimming against it yeah. just allow yourself to be pulled wherever the hook's taking you when you mention other projects what does that look like for you uh right now not a lot yeah just because we're so you're, busy. i understand that. Um, i understand that but what like in I played with singer-songwriters yeah. all, all over the place. I played, you know, in instrumental bands. I did uh, improvised music back when, when Summer There was on uh, on Geary. Yeah. Um, you know, did did some residencies there. Um, yeah. I, Do you I, still I, make time for that? Like, I it, try to. I saw you did something with Joe Cerbera. I did something with Joe a little while ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was nice. It was, yeah. it was I, I had to take some time off when I... Sure. First started, you know, I graduated from Guelph in 2010 and I had been making that wow. music almost exclusively from from a personal creative standpoint. I was playing in other bands and playing in jazz bands and, and doing yeah. funk and backing up 
singer songwriters and stuff but then when my own creative work was kind of taking the, the forefront it was very much an improvised music um and i just i needed some space from it yeah um you liking the focus now of the way it's structured and you've got you're putting the majority of your energy in in pop, I am, right? Yes, I mean, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think again, like, I don't see this as like a short term thing in general. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, pop yeah. is the thing that occupies my time now. Yeah. The same way that jazz occupied my time for a certain amount of time. And, right. And and I think it only gets easier to hmm. once you have kind of a. a like this project is now quite stable, yeah, um, and that's that's all right, you know. Uh, I, I like yeah. it. It gives me time to st- you know, I still can sit down and learn like Tony Rice guitar breaks if I want, yeah. or you know, little yeah. I, I'll sit down and like go through my old reel books and just play chord melodies. Okay, sometime just to okay. just to hang out and just to yep. do it, you know. Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, I that's haven't. Fantastic to hear that the um. I was going to ask you about practice and how you kind of approach the instrument to keep constantly inspired and pushing what you do, you know, um, what's, what does a day look like when you in practice wise? Um, a lot of it is spent in, in the jam space yeah. with, with the guys working on things and writing. And then if I'll have ideas, I can write them down and I'll come here and I can kind of focus Work in a little it. bit, yeah. be a little bit more surgical. Okay. Um, other, otherwise like at, at at, at at home like I, I tend to uh i tend to try and improvise a lot uh-huh. and just not think too hard about running scales or playing with a metronome okay um just because i i kind of want to that to me is like a muscle that you need to sort of keep flexing yeah a little bit more yeah, yeah. um liking that you know like yeah. like rather than but and it's I, a real life. Like for you, it sounds real life. It's like, I don't know the, uh, yeah, I'm not, I don't practice that way either. The idea of just, you know what I mean? Like practicing for with, with no end result. I don't know. Yeah. I, I like it to be goal driven. I find yeah. that way more motivating and, and real. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Like, like I think if, if it's I want to practice like technical elements, <laughs> you know, bring it into what you're doing. Yeah. Or, yeah. or I'll, I'll tend to, that's when I'll sit down and learn lines. So maybe I was being a little bit, I'm being a little bit disingenuous when I say I don't want to play Charlie Parker solos. Um, Thank you. But, but you know, I, I just meant more that I didn't, bebop was not necessarily what I, you know, I, I, I sure. If you want to talk about a language of like eighth notes, I've always dr- been drawn more to bluegrass. Uh-huh. For that same sort of, and I find that same sort of technical right. velocity. There's not, or, or technical uh, 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 intensity, I guess, or technical yeah. skill. Uh, yeah. Less chromatic, harmonic language, but okay. like, still love focusing on the right hand. I'm focusing yeah. a lot more on the right hand uh-huh. now, and just refining technique and ease uh-huh. of motion. Uh, I'm less okay. I have, I'm always reminded of Mark Rubeau is one of my favorite guitar players. I know. And his 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 thing is that chops need to be in service of meaning. Whoa. Give me a second. Love it. That's what I was trying to say earlier, just yeah. very poorly. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's, Thank he's you. an articulate guitar player and he's an articulate man. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so I try and like, it's real easy as a guitar player to overplay, like to forget like, 
one of the things that I still remember, like a lasting thing that I remember is like as a guitarist, mm. you you can play without having to think about breathing. Mm. Right? As someone who if you're playing an instrument that's in your mouth, mm-hmm. you can't do that. Because even if you're circular breathing, you have yeah. to think about breathing. Yeah, yeah. So I try and I try and think about breathing. Sure. Too. Just like, is that a is that a singable phrase? Could I sing that phrase? Could yeah. I? Uh huh. Uh huh. Is that? Yeah. You know, one of the things I've been really trying to think about is like, um, like almost like reverse engineering things now. So I'll, I'll if I can like uh, write an entire melody, and then see what like reductive. Elements oh, nice. of it, you nice. can nice. you can kind of put in that sort of like that build to something. Yeah. Um, yeah. What what uh, what what's exciting you about the new recording in terms of this um, the the long phrase on slide guitar that you were talking about? Sure. Like some of these worlds yeah. that you're going into, or it, like been experimenting with some. We're trying to make it a little. If bit, you can talk about it. I yeah, I, I think just overall, it's yeah. it's, it's um, the songwriting is stronger because we. You are stronger. Yeah. yeah, and and then it's just kind of it's just kind of following, uh, little, like little ticks of inspiration. So I've yeah. been like thinking a lot about like single note drones Here we and where go. single note drone is ap- is appropriate in like a fuck in like I, a I pop can't wait. song. Slip and then, like, that in there. Yeah, and like and you know Jesus. Or, or like I've been I've been buying a lot of like spoken word and like library archive records. And uh, I'll like make um, iPhone recordings of them, and then try and run them through guitar pickups. Lord, um, so like give one, this man hell. <laughs> one of the things I'm I'm like I, I just bought a BBC document, like a, a, a library go. recording of like sounds of the human body. Let's get into it. So yeah. so I'm I'm just trying to figure out how to like create like loop or like ambient loops that then love you could it, like love it that could be used as like like either their um like like interludes between songs Great. or you can Great. overdub them so that there's this like sound of a pulse that's not the pulse of the song so there's this weird arrhythmic thing going on in like a verse it's just stuff that i'm still are you thinking in a live context on recording i don't or know both? yet I, you know I'm, I'm not right now it's it's about kind of and one of the approaches that i've taken is i've tried to be uh less like conspicuously lead guitar e yeah. on this record so okay. so it's been more about like finding you wow. know filling in the kind of low and mids of the guitar yeah. first okay so that because there are two guitar players in the band obviously yeah growing out of a rhythm track as opposed to having yeah, a yeah. rhythm track and a lead track. So it's changing your playing, it's changing your approach in a lot of ways. Yeah, and, and yeah. thinking, you know, cool. thinking fun. Thinking about I, I, I was very adamant in the first two records about kind of never being in the same position and range of the guitar as Stefan would be. Okay. So that was sure. two very clearly defined voices. Yeah. Because I think especially in punk music yeah. It's very easy to just be like, oh, two guys playing power chords, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, um, yeah, yeah. and, and uh, I appreciate that, but I was never like a hardcore kid in that way. Right. Like, the the people that I, I, when I think about hardcore, you know, one of my favorite hardcore players is, is East Bay Ray from the Dead Kennedys. Okay. Here right. We, yes. And, and like, but East Bay Ray has like a, He's got this weird again the right hand thing. That, it's like it's like Brian Setzer playing man, punk music. You that's know? what attracts me to that music. Like yeah. I, I, when I hear that, I I just hear it's like oh this stands out. 
Like, yeah. Because I'm not that, like... Yeah. Or, you know, you listen to television... that world, you know? So, like when a, I, yeah, that blows my mind, that... Like that a Tom Verlaine... Yeah. Um, cool. ...will kind of... Something will grow, like, you think of, like, a classic example, I think, is a uh, Sino Evil, right? Mm-hmm. Where... And he grows this amazing guitar solo and kind of rhythm part out of just that one little lick. Yeah. Um, so I've been thinking a lot more about that oh, great, great. and and just sort of like, yeah, being a little like a little bit less like literal, a little bit less notey, and then and then hmm. because then when you have those those parts like this long form slide bit or whatever, yeah, there's so much more meaning to it. Because there, it has a purpose and it, it kind of has a a focus as opposed to just being like, yeah, I can play. Check out how much I can play. I can play, man. Yeah. And you're playing the whole Look time. At, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no. Well, it's, you know. it's a sign of, I think that's a sign of, a definite sign of, of growth and, yeah. and confidence. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's just. Doing. Yeah. Like um, so the yeah. first 10 minutes of the of the new pop record is just going to be all fart sounds and, through, your, but through your loop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Very exciting. Very you exciting. know, you could probably pitch that to my bandmates. This and, new direction my, is very, yeah. Have on fart? <laughs> like. uh, what, what, um, can you put your, your, your a, a, a finger on, is it a finger? I don't know. Can put a finger on. You're not done on. asking the question. But is that the, the, the expression? Let, let me put a finger on, uh, can you put a finger on the success of the band? Like, can you, or can you kind of... Tenacity? Uh, yeah, what, tenacity. Yeah. And yeah, dumb man. luck. And, yeah, do you, and, and that, it's, it's gotta be, somewhere in there too, has gotta be that friendship, that bond yeah. between, like... I mean, I think, look, like, again, I said it yeah. earlier, there, there's, there's no recipe, but I think, like, that's... People don't really buy records anymore. Yeah. As much as that pains me, because I love buying records. I, um, evidently, Sister Rosetta Thal. Yeah, right. Uh, dropped a pretty penny. Um, but that's fine. I, mean, I don't harbor any resentment. I think I think if you're going to get mad about the way people consume yeah. culture and art, you've already it's already passed you by. You, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Like you just need to. I think there's uh, some way to negotiate the new thing, as it were. Mm-hmm. And the old thing. So I still like books and records and owning the ephemera. Mm-hmm. But if I'm walking around or I'm on the bus, like I'm going to listen to music on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think you need to abandon one for the other and vice versa. So recognizing that, I think the kind of thing that you need to, to be willing to do if you're going to still be making records and writing records right this is the thing is like we think about writing entire records we're not like a singles band so you have to the way that you bring that music to people is by taking it out on the road Mm -hmm. um and being willing to tour and so and if you're going to be willing to tour Mm -hmm. you sure as shit want the people that you're touring with to be agreeable because you're going to spend a ton of time with them. Here we go, industry tactics. And 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 you really need to have. I mean, not to be like uh, armchair psychology about it, but you need coping mechanisms. Yeah. You can't. You can't. You can't let things fester that actually bother you. Right. And you can't let things that aren't like that significant become like a cancerous. You know, like if you're yeah. mad that. I don't know, you... You name it, name it. Name, you, whatever, you don't have time to stop at the breakfast place that you want to go to 
like that then either don't eat or if you have time go to a grocery store and buy the food that you want to eat for breakfast you know what i mean it's like yeah and i think a lot of the time that personal frustration and there are personal frustrations and issues that that crop up because mm-hmm. it's not like you go away you know i live with my partner it's it's mm-hmm. not like i go away and our life stops yeah um those frustrations can become very yeah troublesome if you don't figure out which are legitimate and voice the legitimate ones yeah and allow the i don't want to say non-legitimate but like less uh i got you weighty ones to just kind of dissipate or have your own ways of recognizing when you're like oh what i'm not actually mad that we didn't stop at the bp and we stopped at the uh gulf gas station yeah Uh, my blood sugar is just low and i need to eat yeah. You know, and so much of that yeah. and, and about knowing when to cede that space to your bandmates or to the people that you're on the road with. Yeah. And when to occupy space when you actually have a legitimate concern is, is such an important way to just maintain good mental health. You feel like you guys have gotten better at it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We struggled. I mean, you know, we struggled definitely like not not in like a, any serious way where there was tension, but just I think like... Uh-huh. One of the biggest, and this seems so obvious, but one of the biggest things that we did was stop having to feel like we should eat together every meal. Uh-huh. Just some days, Simple, but someone's like, like a you little know bit what? Alone time. Someone's yeah. like, I don't want soup today. Yeah, yeah. I don't want noodles. I don't want. I don't feel like a burger. Yeah. I'm gonna go explore this place. Yeah. And just like. Yeah. And people not feeling like, oh, well, I was the one who suggested that food, and blah blah blah, like. Yeah. Something it sounds so simple. Yeah. You know, but it's like when 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 you're eating every meal at at, at essentially <laughs> like the same team. time, yes, right? Yes. Like yeah. And it's just that sort of stuff where you know and and you know like that you can you can kind of extrapolate that creatively. So if we're in the jam space and you bring an idea that you've put time into yeah. just thinking about on your own, you know, I yeah. sit at that desk just over there and yeah. oh, here's this little idea or I'll yeah. play a little riff and um just because your idea doesn't necessarily make the final cut doesn't mean it's a personal attack. Yeah, man, they grow on trees. Yeah. And 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 the ego stuff there too is like a lot of it is just yeah, yeah. I think getting And and it, it's hard setting though, your you brain. know, cuz it still happens to me. It still happens. Oh yeah, we're in, in only, such a, you know, yeah. an intensely collaborative process especially. Yeah. yeah. Um so it's always a work in progress and I think you need Can to Can you stay healthy or are you good at staying getting healthy? Getting better. The, yeah. yeah, getting better. Yeah. Um yeah, would love to be able to like wake up in the hotel and use the gym, but I'm not an early riser. That's not me. Okay. Um, but yeah, generally I, I've like cut French fries out. So if yeah. I have to eat something, yeah. I'm I'm always getting the side salad. Yeah. Big fan of the side salad. Beets. Beets. Are you rocking those? Oh, I love beets. Got pickled beets that my my aunt made in there. Yeah, that, it's so good. Yeah. I just told my wife yesterday. I'm like, I think I have a problem. Like I'm getting really passionate about beets. But it's because they'll help you shit. <laughs> you know? Listen, we've both been on the road long enough that that is like one of the high points. Road constipation is oh, a no, thing. Yeah. I don't, not, not, no, no, I don't have that. You anymore. don't do that. No. Oh, that is admirable, man. I yeah. mean, keep um, those, keep it moving. Yeah, I went, I saw a nutritionist, so that was cool. Good. She kind of just gave me some, some good supplements to take and, nice. and stuff and ways to kind of stay focused on that. Right um, which I would recommend if, if you're on the road a lot. Um, and then just sort of like, we're kind of a little bit boring. And it's like a lot easier to stay healthy if you're kind of boring. Nice one. 
you know, and I'm okay with that. Like, yeah, very, yeah. like I admire that. Yeah. I know where that's going. Yeah, have the nightcap not at some bar around the corner from the venue, but at a hotel or a friend's house you're staying at, watching you know Sports Center highlights or something. Get into it. Talk to me about what sports have meant in your life. Uh, I, you know, I had a really interesting conversation with uh, James Keast. Oh yeah, about this, um, James of uh, Exclaim, of course. Keasty, shout yeah. out to Keasty um, Keaster. Where we were t- talking a couple of days, and he was like, "Music used to be your hobby and your passion," and okay. I was like, "Yeah," <laughs> and he's like, "And he's like, now it's your job," and I was like, "Yeah," and he's like, "You haven't lost any of the of the passion for it, but it's right. not a hobby anymore; it's a job." And I was right. like, "Okay, I see your distinction. That's a good point." Um, and he was like, so what has taken oh. the space of the hobby that music used to fill out when something else was what you had to do as a job? And I was like, oh, professional sports. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So that's, that's been kind of interesting. It's like now uh, professional sports is the way that it's like my – I call I joke with, with Brooke, yeah. my partner, and, and some of my friends. It's like a soap opera. I love it. It's like oh. my, it's my stories. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know? It is. Like I, I, I'm – I'm not, and I'm very envious of the people who can be thinking about music consciously mm-hmm. and art all the time, mm-hmm. all the all the time. And, and and there are specific types of artists who yeah. can do that, yeah, and and musicians and creators who can do that who are twenty four seven. Yeah, the addiction runs deep. Yeah, and and you know what, like that's. Amazing. Sure. Uh, I, I, but I just, I, I was miserable when I tried to live like that. Uh-huh. Um, That's interesting. So this is bringing this kind of, these worlds, these soap operas are bringing some kind of, they're distracting you from the other. It's just a bit of balance. Is, yeah. You man. know, like you, yeah. you need to, and that, that some, you know, like, like last night I, I just was doing, I was working on this key change that I was talking about earlier and, and just sort of making a list of kind of like, all right, you know, we leave for Europe next weekend for yeah. almost five weeks. Uh-huh. And I was like, what are in the next, like, given that there's a wedding happening and right. I have to, my life is a little bit, you know, what can I actually work on and what can I do? And sat down and made a list and did some, and did some like, you know, ruminating and thinking about some of the work. Because we're in that stage of the songwriting now where it's very clear what needs to be finished. You know, structurally, yeah. most of these songs are... Yeah. In 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 a very good place. Um and I'm able to let the kind of subconscious mind do some of that work uh-huh. uh, rather than actively draining the old sitting, CPU. you know. Yeah. yeah, which which I think is important too and I yeah. think having something on in the background or something to Ah, yeah, that's I, I admire that. I can't do that. Yeah. Fucking these guitar players that can practice when Cheers is on in the background is I wish you could do that. I have I have like demo Fuck recordings you. of I have like demo recordings of stuff that I like. I was like, oh, I like this that I was like messing around with improvising, <laughs> yeah. and you can hear the basketball game on in the background of the of the voice recording. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but, great. But you know, I think like the I tend to find that if I'm up during the day, uh-huh. I can be in music mode, and that's when I won't have a TV on or anything. If yeah. if anything, I'll be listening to a record. Or reading if I'm not playing. Great. But then I'll, I'll, that's when I'll put the time in that I need to do the sort of like nuts and bolts work or any of the sort of like technical. And then I can, at night, I'll kind of 
if I'm if I'm playing and yeah. working on stuff, it'll be yeah. just That's on the couch kind of. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, or I'll smoke a little pot and it'll all go out the window. Who knows? Depends okay. on the day. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, man, I well, thanks for sharing. I um, can we end on? I know you're a big you. You've got your musical diet is uh, is beautiful. Sure. It's broad. I've learned a lot from you just through the the few times we've spent time together. Yeah. And, and uh, hip hop. Oh you my have, god! Yeah. You have uh, you have been part of a like. There's been this little thread that went through my life, and it's like it really. I, I connected and went through this wormhole. Like, so I'm, I'm interested that you guys make records mm. and that you're not following that hip hop model. That I mean, not that it record amazing records haven't been made yeah. in that world, but does that inspire you? Like the the way hip hop is made, just from a multitude like those bad, bad, not good motherfuckers yeah. are in the mix there. Oh yeah, and that's so exciting to me. Like this. It's it's new to me and, yeah. and just looking at it, going, I look at it and get so excited and go, that's the way, man. Like for me, I just look at it and go, there's so much to be learned here. And I don't know, like, can you talk a bit about it, the influence of hip hop? Maybe. I, I mean, I think as someone who's still just holding on by his fingernails in his twenties, um, but for people in their thirties too, yeah. because because hip hop now is has a little bit of of history, obviously yeah. behind it. Yeah. Well, not a little bit, a, a lot of history behind it. But, yeah. Um, it's, it's sort of the, the, it's very rare now to find someone, I think in their early thirties and lower mm-hmm. who, where the musical connection, if you're just talking or at a party is hip hop, it's, it's the dominant cultural and artistic mode of expression, I think of the right, last right. 25 years. So, I yeah, mean, right. You know, I, I, I'm not, uh, and, and and again, it's sort of like it it has spoken to social justice in in ways that are you know you could see parallels in punk music. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's it gets asses on the dance floor, the way that disco did. You sure. know, it has you know the less all the lessons of of R&B, of, 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 you know, your Solomon Burks mm. and your Aretha Franklin's and stuff, all of that is still there. Mm. That tradition, that, that, yeah, it's, and, and it's culture. It's, it's sneakers. It's, it's a way of dressing. It's a way of dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, so to, to, I, I think to, to see something so complete and so important, I, I think too, like, especially given like in the last almost 20 years like whatever since Napster yeah audiences are less willing to define themselves along arbitrary genre lines sure sure so exactly I think, you know you're, I, I you're think, doing it you you are doing it too you got it you yeah got the itch. I, I hope I hope so yeah, like no. I, you know and I think that I think that if anything like there's just some like how, how could you not be a music fan and think like Kendrick what Kendrick Lamar is doing is staggeringly amazing or to see like you know cardi b being one of the top billboard rappers a a, a woman from from new york city just like yeah there's just so much 
it, you're missing out. If, yeah, if, if that, yeah. That, it's just so rich. Yeah. And to go back and to think like sampling as a technique yeah. of, of electronic music yeah. being a fundamental element of hip hop. Yeah. And and where are they you know yeah. where are some of those early samples of Tribe Called Quest coming from? They're coming from old Blue Note records. Right. Right. It's all connected uh, to that. I mean Jesse Stewart, who I, I knew from Guelph, is a a big. He talks a lot about kind of sampling technique and looking at turntables and and drum. I think his PhD thesis was about turntableists as percussionists. Hmm. Um, Shout out you to know, Jesse the, yeah, there's so much undeniable musicianship and and like sort of a a, a cultural weight to hip hop that it, it's hard not to. Yeah. Like what genre has done more with four four? Good God! The and then this new thing is it? Well, in my world, Afrofuturism is this a thing? Sure, you get. You're I mean, touching on. I think they're bringing you know, back. The, they're digging up the. We are two white guys of, talking about this, so sure. I, that's the one thing I, I I'm careful to to say. You know, there are people who I think could talk about hip hop in, in a much more. Oh, hundred percent. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, like you know, people digging like, up the remains of Sunrun, yeah, putting it through the wa- washing machine. Yeah, what is going on? It's great, man. It's it, yeah, Thundercat. Uh, I mean, you know, Ro- even Robert Glasper is doing mm-hmm. some interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Janelle Monae, I mm-hmm. think, is really really amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think people are, are a little bit so more inspiring. willing to to mix mix it up a little bit, and I think. As usual, you're hearing some of that in in hip hop before you hear it elsewhere. Yeah, it's always the in the same way that you know what Kanye West did on like a 808s and Heartbreak mm-hmm. is now kind of the sound of radio almost. Right. However many years later, you know, uh, you 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 hear uh, a lot of what's next in hip hop and and trends that are set in hip hop tend to be reflected in other musical spaces mm. a little bit later on. That, that, that to me is the reason that, that one would want to pay attention and to try and, and, and kind of find. Yeah. Yeah. I've been gleaming on that. Like the, the idea of like every track on a record is done by an entire different musical family. Yeah. That kind of turns my crank from, yeah. from producer down to like, totally. Right? Whatever, yeah. I Whoever's mean, engineering or what studio you're working on or who you got to play synth. It, I don't know why. That's such a simple thing, but for me it's like really got me losing sleep these days. Well it's wow, like it's just... like amazing how you can there's still a through line in a record, which I guess is the artist, the MC. Sure. Um but have these wildly different songs. I mean, like I guess in a way that would probably be the thing that is most inspiring to me yeah. as well. Um and we try and do that. We're, we're, we're trying not to repeat ourselves. Yeah, yeah. So even though it's still four people, it's always going to sound like those four personalities. Yeah. You don't want to have song two sound like song seven. Mm. You want to try and have yeah. Yeah, 10 okay. songs. Like the through line can be something else, whether it's right. lyrical, an overarching theme, or you just kind of, you can make it a little like cinematic of the tracks. You smudge the lines between the songs. There's, yeah. there's plenty you can do to make a record, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's, that is sort of a, that's like a songwriting, that's how you make an, a compelling record. Like to pimp a butterfly. I fucking it's just, wild. I listen to like one track, two tracks, and then, you know, a month goes by. 
four tracks and then finally I, I put in the time and did it right to the end and realized he's walking you through the whole the thing you have to you have to hear the whole thing I didn't hear the whole thing I was yeah. like this has reinvented the record for me yeah. it's like I didn't of course I didn't get yeah. it you moron you didn't get right to the end yeah. he didn't where he does that interview with Tupac at the end like, yeah oh man it's it's yeah. very inspiring yeah it is and I mean I, I think I, I think that it as long as you're aware as a as a as a listener of hip hop yep uh, of the the history of that music yeah and 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 where it comes from as as a method of expression uh-huh. and again i i mentioned social justice again but yeah and and then as an outlet not without its own problems because yeah. you know there are bents of kind of misogynistic right right lyrical material and, and whatnot but yep. um you have to you do have to respect that because it has its own kind of narrative but but it, it's still fucking great music thanks you know what i mean like yep. it's it's no no well well put yeah like well put. and 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 ultimately like people are gonna if, if it's good people are gonna recognize that still Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he came out and put out that record, Damn, which is like a contemporary, amazing, lush hip hop record mm-hmm. that doesn't have as much of the like free jazz, like funk thing. And it's still amazing. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah. thanks a lot for uh, for sharing. Thank you. It's pretty um, cool. W- yeah, I we could talk more after. I, could, I'd love yeah. to know where what's in store for pup. You want oh, yeah. to for five five months? Five five, five months. Yeah, like for for like, yeah, yeah, maybe four and a bit. Okay. Um, doing a first timer for a couple of places, which would be okay. cool. We're playing Dublin for, and, and Ireland for the first time. Oh wow, that's uh, exciting! And then we go to Belfast. We'll be in Belfast and Northern Ireland for the first okay. time as well. Right on. Um, where else are we playing for the first time? Vienna. Oh, Never man. played in Vienna. Um, That's Zurich? exciting. Yeah. yeah. Budapest? Wow. Yeah. Go say hi to Sly Juhas. Oh, is he, is he in Budapest? He's living in Budapest right wow. now. Wow. Yeah. Shout um, out to Sly Juhas. Sly, yeah. The, they lived on Foxley Street, those guys. Those did they guys, not? Yeah, man. that's where my folks live. Oh. Oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say what house. Um, and uh cool uh yeah and doing bologna and then uh finishing off for our first a little spanish odyssey this is gonna be a honeymoon for who's getting married uh, Ernesto, our bass player is yeah ernesto we yeah. wish you well yeah uh so you treat him well on that honeymoon oh yeah we will we will so uh yeah we finished the gig in the canary islands and he goes off on his his honeymoon on his actual honeymoon yeah Good little from, pre- from the canary islands <laughs> Yeah, we have a gig. There's some punk band cool. we're touring with from Spain that we're doing Barcelona, Random. Madrid, and Tenerife in the Canary Islands. Holy shit! Is yeah. that the, is that the that's Canary the last gig and of the tour? You? You've not never no never <laughs> okay. played in Spain, man. Wow. Yeah. Very so cool. that'll be yeah. It's... And new records coming at some point. Yeah. Yeah. We're not gonna. We're yeah. Not gonna yeah. Yeah. I don't. At I don't even point. know. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. It's uh. It was still in its infancy in terms of of writing and all of that. So. Well, enjoy the ride. And thank you for opening up. I always enjoy the ride, and it's my pleasure. Steve, thank you so much for sharing. Follow us on Twitter, at Industry Tactics, and we'll see you again next time. Goodbye.